Hi, guys. Um, so he, you stole my intro. I've been working with InterVarsity for 20 years. And um, today is Student Sunday, because um, in the ne in starting nine days ago, San Diego State started, and um, San Diego will welcome 530,000 college students to campus. Some of them are from here, so we have all of our community colleges. Mesa is our closest. It's one exit away. Um, but we have a tribal college, which has great significance um, in our country, um, the Kumie Community College. We have four major universities here in San Diego, UCSD, San Diego State, USD, um, and what? Oh, Point Loma is actually not on my list. Okay, you guys are better. Um, we also have San Marcos. We have Maricosta. There's two colleges. Um, we have Southwestern all the way down at the border, which also now offers four-year degrees. Um, San Diego City College is part of our um, prison to schools pipeline. Um, so things are happening in our colleges, and as a city, it's part of who we are. Um, but it's Student Sunday, too, because we have a lot of students. And that, so it's Generation Sunday, and that we all come together as a family. But it's Student Sunday um, because it's a cultural transition. It's a time of year where we just recognize going to do something with purpose, sending each other with purpose somewhere. So kids, I hope I'm not boring. I totally sweated about being boring. And River suggested I just do games, like make me laugh. But I'm going to give you a... <laughs> But I'm going to give you a sermon. I hope it's not boring. I have a video, so I hope that is acceptable to you. But my real goal is, yes. Okay, so then um, um, students are going back to campus, and I think there's this other context of, like, our whole world. There's, like, war and violence, and parents are scared to send you to school. And when you send your kids to college, we recognize that in InterVarsity, it's hard to send your kids to college because it's what you've kind of wanted and been working for, send them out. But it's really hard because you know school is a formational place. Those relationships will be formational. And for Gen Z, for our kids who are going into college this year, stress and anxiety are at an all-time high. And we know why. Um, and it's important that we think about what is our hope for in the future, and how do we participate as a church in sending people well all the time? So I have a video for you about InterVarsity. Um, this congregation supports myself and two others, Christy Gates and Stacy Pfeiffer, and we work on hundreds of community of colleges all over the country, and we would like to work at the ones that we're not on. We would like to work at the ones who don't have any ministries. Um, and right now, across the country, staff and student teams are praying and planning events and barbecues and prepping their contact cards and meeting with their teams to pray for God to break through on the college campus because we believe that it's a really spiritually significant time, not just a culturally significant time, because students with no background at all um, with Jesus will come to campus. To, they'll come to UCSD, and for the first time in their life, they'll have access, full access to make an adult choice to check out Jesus and consider following him. Um, I, I just have countless names in my mind. Shayla, Ryan Yim, Jackie, who met Jesus. Like, their first day in college, they were like, this is what I'm coming to college for, not just the education. And then students from Christian families, I think um, it's also a spiritually rich time. Schools are not just educating, they're forming. And um, they go, and they need to make their own adult decision Believe it or not, 
we talk to them for like the first 18 years of their life, but they still need to decide for themselves. And even if they decide in high school, you and I know, you need to decide again. And in each season of your life, you decide again. And so this being their first adult season, making decisions on their own, they will still need to do it. Um, so it's really important that there are communities of faith on campus. And the church plays a huge role, but if your college students disappear for a few years, I'm just gonna tell you it's okay. <laughs> It's okay if they, disappear, like, if they disappear onto campus, into communities of faith on campus. It's okay. Um, the whole thing is forming, and God ha- it goes with them. And so thinking about how we send them to campus and being okay with how God moves our kids around, how God moves each other around, makes us more okay with how God moves us around. Okay, so here's a quick video. Some people think college is a place you go to lose your faith. They think that he and she and they going to lead me away from Jesus. Others told me not to spend too much time here, or here, or even here, to make sure that I have plenty of time to spend here, and here, so that I can go, well, anywhere I want in the future. But if we believe that God is everywhere, then that means he's already at work here and here, and here. It means he cares about her messed up family and has compassion for his anxiety. He understands the pressure that keeps them up at night and the loneliness he feels every day. It means God has a plan not just for my future after college, but for my time in college, as well as his time in college and hers, and his, and theirs. That makes this the perfect place to study scripture deeply, to experience authentic community, and to make my faith my own. It means that when I share about the hope I have in Jesus here, he'll have an opportunity to meet Jesus. And so will she, and them, and them too. Imagine how God could use us there, and there, and there, because of how he's transformed us here. All right, so that's what a little bit about InterVarsity and, um, and what I do and what I'm passionate about. Um, but this transition to college, like I said, is a, just it's a huge moment in our culture. We pay a lot of attention to it, but lots of you are going back to campus um, in just a few days or you started last week. Um, and all this brings up for us, it just kind of highlights this big question about calling. And um, I, we, we say, what am I called to? Oh. I don't have it. Oh, I swapped them. Okay. Um, we'll do the passage first. So it, but it highlights this question about calling, and this um, passage, I think, helps us understand how Jesus called and sent. So I'm going to go ahead and read it, and if that's, um, if you just go to sleep every time the scripture is read, I might, um, the places that it's orange, if you could just, like, pinch your neighbor, that'd be great, because those are the main points anyway. So 
If you don't hear any of the other stuff, that's fine. If, you don't, if I pronounce the names wrong, you can laugh at me, but what I want you to do is pinch your neighbor every time the word's orange, okay? Because that's what you need to remember anyway. Um, be nice, kids. You too. Okay. He went up the mountain and called to him those he wanted. Called, pinch, and they came to him. And he appointed 12 to be with him and to be sent out. Pinch, to preach and to have authority, Bench. to cast out demons. So he appointed the 12. Simon, okay, I just included this. There's no main points in this last part, but they, he just nicknames them because he likes them, and it reflects that he called them to be with him. And then he nicknamed them so they'd never forget that they were his. Okay, so he appointed the 12. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, which is sons of thunder, like the rock guitar today, thank you. Um, and Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, which we call Barty, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who handed him over. Less good nickname. Okay, so the first thing I want to point out is that you are called to be with Jesus first. Calling, so we are all have a very specific calling, and that is not meant to stress you out, but to like, you are called to be with Jesus first. It says the calling part is he called to him those whom he wanted. He didn't call those to go do things. He doesn't call us to do things as much as to be with him, to hang out with him for a while. So your primary calling Children, your primary calling, when you, people ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's not your calling. That's just like what you're thinking about today. And if it's your job, like to be a software engineer or to be, um, to have your own business or to be a teacher, you might very much connect with that as like part of the fabric of how God made you. But that is actually not a calling. That's what you're sent to do. What you're called to do is be with Jesus first. And I just think that releases us from all the pressure of like, what's my calling? And I have to figure out one path in life. Very, very few of us are called to do exactly one thing for our whole lives. Most of us, um, all of us are called to Jesus, but none of us are like sent out to do exactly one thing forever and ever and ever. That stuff changes day to day. Some of us, when I worked in temp jobs, I would be sent for like two weeks somewhere and God's not going to waste my time there. There's still something purposeful happening. But to engage with that, I, it's obviously not my calling, according to our culture. But I need to be like, I'm sent by Jesus to be here for two weeks or six months. Or if you change your major ten times in college. Or if you switch schools because your family moved. Or if you switch jobs. Or Our identity is far too much caught up in what we do. When in reality, we want our identity, our calling to be anchored in Jesus. Jesus loves you, wants to be with you, and you are called to be with Jesus forever and ever. So it's who you're called to. He wanted the 12 to be with him, and he wants you to be with him. And then he sends them out. You are sent. Our pattern is just like the church in Acts. They sent people out all the time. And they got that pattern from Jesus, who sent the disciples out. And Jesus got that pattern from his father. In John, the book of John, it'll say, 
like Jesus talks about who he is more than he talks about being like the savior of the world, he actually calls himself the sent one. I've been sent. And when people are like, who gave you this authority to talk this way or to tell us our rules are too heavy for the people and we're burdening the poor, he says, actually, I've been sent by the Father. Everything he is, his whole identity, is that he was sent by a person, the Father. So he knows the sender, he knows what he's been sent to do, and, um, and he rep- that's his primary identity. So for us, it's the same. When he sends the disciples to preach and have authority, um, he's saying, I'm your sender, and be with me, and I'm your sender. And that's it. You could live your whole life on that, because the Holy Spirit gives us direct and constant connection and direction on how to live sent. You can live on just God's instructions for the rest of your life if you only obey your calling to come to Jesus first. So that's good news because then when you go to school and you're like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing today, or I'm not prepared for the day, or this or that, you can be rest assured that the Holy Spirit goes with you. And um, as a community, we're going to do that today. We're going to send each other a lot. So um, I want to speak to a couple things. Um, our pattern to bless and send, like we see in Acts, they would like lay hands on each other, and that's just making tangible that we affirm that you are blessed and bless you, that you are called to Jesus first, you're a child of God, he loves you, wants to be with you, and then we send you, we lay our hands and send you in like an act of solidarity. It's just something the church does. I don't know, kids, have your parents ever like laid their hand on your shoulder and prayed for you? Um, or held hands at the dinner table. It's an act of solidarity when we pray, and it's something we can do um, together that we can't do on our own. We can be like, oh yeah, God sent me to do this, but there's something cooler when a community sends each other to do this. But I wanna suppose that you kids, you need to send us too. Yeah, he looked up when I said, you kids. Yes, Tiago, you need to send your dad to do God's work, yeah. River and I have had this issue over the years. When I go to do ministry, maybe I'll travel to speak, and when he was two or three, he would throw these emotional bombs at me as I was trying to leave out the door with my luggage. And I didn't want to leave my kid either, but I really felt like God was sending me to do some work. So I'd explain that to him, and he'd be like, just say no to Jesus, Mom. And he would, like, cry and weep. He'd, like, lay in front of the door, like... He's very dramatic, and he would be like, no, don't follow Jesus, Mom. I know you're supposed to go do this, but you shouldn't. Um, But over the years, all the trips, um, I've learned um, what we've taught him is that you are sending me to say yes to Jesus. You're not sending me to leave you. And that's a really important distinction because the cost can feel high when you're sent to do something with Jesus. And now today, just this week, I was like, River, I don't want to do this. Not this, something else. Um, but he was like, and he was like, Mom, you have to listen to Jesus. <laughs> like, what's more important, your kids or the work of God? And I was like, okay, whatever. What do you think? And he was like, well, the work of God, of course. But that, like, he needs to send me and I need to send him. And we all in a community mutually send each other to our weeks why we gather, to bless and affirm our calling to come to Jesus first, and then we go out into our weeks, and we we send each other out the doors. Go be who you're meant to be in the world um, for your neighbor, your work, your family, your neighborhood, um, your school, your classmate. Um, It's really important that you live sent.
So we're going to send each other. This is going to be fun. Um, it's our privilege to send each other to lay hands. You're my community. I'm so excited we get to do this with you kids here. Um, and I have a few categories here um, for us to pray, and I'm going to need high participation so you can start getting uncomfortable in your seats. Don't get comfortable. Um, I want to speak to this fear factor in sending each other and the, like how um, we're not trust. I, when I send my kids to school, I'm not trusting that the school can protect them perfectly or form them perfectly. I'm trusting that Jesus goes with them. And when I do that for my kids, and, I've, and I feel that in my bones, I know you have like entrusted somebody to Jesus. When you really believe that, and you start practicing when they're young, and each year you celebrate sending them to school this way, then when they get to college, it'll be easier. <laughs> for one, you won't hold so tight or make them call you every day. And, um, but you really learn to believe and participate that, um, that God is sending them into their life and that God has good direction for them through the Holy Spirit. And then you get freer too. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that. The second thing is um, just this struggle with calling. I'm going to make a time at the end to just pray for those of us who struggle. Sometimes that what am I called to do or what, who am I, what is my calling, just like weighs on us our whole lives. And we always feel a little off purpose. And we just struggle. And even if you're living day to day in step with the Holy Spirit, that lie just kind of like hangs out with you. Um, and maybe it was given to you by your family or expectations for a certain kind of success or a certain kind of connection to your calling. I know I'm speaking to the adults for a second, but like I just want to make a space to pray for you. And that's our last category. So. Um, to pray for you too, to just have that righted. You're called, you're, you do have a calling, and it's to be with Jesus, and that gives you freedom to be sent and make mistakes and work it out and explore an adventure with Jesus in life. Does that make sense? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to pray for each other. First, I want to pray for college students, and then we'll pray for all our students. We'll pray for our educators, and then we're going to pray for workers and caregivers. And then River made sure that I included our youngest children who don't go to school yet. We will pray for our babies. Um, and then we'll pray for just our sentness for, like, just our sense of sentness. And we're like, Lord, I want to be called to you and sent into the world, not called to a job. <laughs> like, free me from that calling to have um, and that burden of um, calling. And we'll just write that. Does that make sense? And the way we're going to do it is the bless and send where we um, will have some, our so we'll start with our college students and we'll just pray for all of them out loud. You can extend a hand and if you know them and can ask them personally to like lay a hand on their shoulder and they're cool with that, then you can do that. We'll pray all together out loud for them and then I'll have somebody close us in prayer. That's the high participation. So um, I just would encourage you to pay attention to if you're called to pray for a specific category and bless them into what they're being sent to do. Got it? Okay, so first, I want to pray for college students, because that's my jam, my passion, and um, it's a big deal. If you're a college student, um, if you're going back to campus this fall, if you're a grad student and you're not going back to campus because you're always there, that's okay. We'll pray for you here. We'll celebrate now. So if, do we have any college students? Okay, why don't, can you stand if you're able? Yeah. And then do we have any other college students? Awesome. You will be our proxy to pray for the 530,000 college students. I met Trina as a college student at Mesa. 
and she's still there, and we're going to bless you <laughs> and um, send you. So could I get, is it okay if someone puts their hand on you? Great. Um, Eden, do you mind putting your hand on her shoulder? And then let's all just extend an arm, and we're going to, like, pray loud so that your neighbor isn't embarrassed to pray out loud, okay? So everyone pray out loud for, like, a 30 seconds, and then I will close us, okay? Trina, we bless you and all the college students in San Diego to know that they're first and foremost God's kids formed thoughtfully and that they don't need to make their lives awesome by going to college. They don't need to figure themselves out. That's not actually their primary call. Their call is to you that each college student would have the opportunity to make an adult decision about who you are to them, um, that each of them would have a special encounter with you you that they understand is you active and loving and caring for their life, that they would feel seen and known, and that they would be able to grow and thrive, that each college student would have their own opportunity to grow and thrive, that each college student would have their own opportunity to be freed from all the other ways to grow up, Lord, all the other ways to be formed by empty philosophies, empty, um, empty patterns of life that will just leave them depleted. We ask God that you would fill them fill the college students, break through on the campuses in San Diego, and bring life and freedom to our college campuses. Lord, would San Diego colleges be known as a place that your hand moved and drew students to you? And would students be open and soft and ready to say yes? And we send you, Trina, as ours to be a good student. We send you out to be a good student, a good classmate, and um, we bless you, um, we bless you in the name of Jesus to understand that you are sent every time you do a school thing and that it wouldn't feel like just a school thing, but that you'd know Jesus is with you and sending you in your name, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Okay, good job. Um, we're a good church. We're sending each other. Okay, the next thing we get to practice this pattern of sending, it's a healthy pattern for the church, is we're going to bless all of our students. Anyone in school here? Because I would like you to stand. And if, for the children, if I could get you to come right up here. Right up here. I know you're shy. I'm not going to make you talk. Don't worry. You just be in a group. Come on, our students. It's our privilege. It's a community to send you guys to school. It's our privilege. It's our privilege. Anyone who's a student, if you're another kind of student, I don't know what I've missed. There's like categories for everything. If you're a different kind of student, you're not a college student, but you're a student, you can come too, and you're not a child, that's okay. Okay. Um, and then we're just going to, if you could put your hand on her shoulder, and David, if you could put your hand on Ethan's shoulder. Oh, come in, come in all the way. Group. Yes. Okay. And then we will bless you together as a congregation, and is there anyone who just feels like they want to send these kids to school, like in prayer, like they want to do the sending? So we will bless as a congregation, but anyone who wants to close us with a sending prayer? Anyone? Volunteer. All right, can you come right here, and I'll hand you the mic.
on. This is like our privilege, you guys. We get to send them. We don't have to just like hope it's okay. We can like send them in the authority of Jesus' name. Okay. And Lord, we just lift up each and every one of these kids. Uh, bless them as they go out into their respective schools. Lord, give them uh, faith over fear, um, just boldness over nervousness. Uh, help them uh, with their studies, of course, but also help them just be good witnesses, however that looks like uh, for them and, and how you're encouraging them to do that. Um, Lord, protect them um, from all evil. Um, if there's something happens to another one of their classmates, help them encourage that classmate to overcome, you know, what's happened. Um, and, yeah, just overall help them to be a shining light um, of your presence at their schools. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, kids, hold on, hold on. If you could turn around and look at me. I want to give you two pieces of information about what it means to be a good, like to go sent as a student. The first one is, I want you to be the one who makes friends, okay? I know you need friends. God will provide because we're all praying for you. But some kids don't have, they're not being sent in the same way. So I want you to be the ones who make friends, who just reach out. You don't have to be the most popular person, but you do need to make a friend, to be kind to someone and notice their story, okay? So that's one thing, and it'll make you a good college student someday because those people clean up who can make friends. Okay, the second thing is when Jesus sent his disciples out, he sent them in authority, to have authority in them. And I want you to know the authority is the name of Jesus over you and in you, and the name of Jesus is stronger than any evil you could encounter. Any idea or cruel thing someone would say, I love your joking, but maybe another time. So I just want you to know that the name of Jesus in you has more authority than any evil or scary thing you will encounter, okay? And if you live like that, then you will be, that's the kind of confidence you need to live in Jesus' name, okay? Okay, you can sit. Thanks. All right, educators, if you are an educator, could you stand, please? I figured you would want to. You made eye contact already. Karen is going to send you as an educator. Educator, teachers, think, hi, Raul, Shoshana, Carol, Ken, any other educators? Could you? Don't be shy. You stand in front of classes or on Zoom or you train at work, are you an educator, an influencer of others, helping shape lives around you? Stand, yes. Sunday school teachers, thank you. Sunday school teachers, stand. You are an educator. Maybe the most important stuff sometimes. Okay. And homeschoolers, those are educators. If you didn't stand, I don't know why. Come on. 
good. And if you feel like you're educating all the freaking time as a parent, then yes, go for it. <laughs> yeah, you homeschool, Dana, you should stand. Okay, um, we want to bless you as a congregation. If you could just extend an arm, only lay a hand on the person if they're cool with that. Thank you. And we just want to bless you. Let's pray loud, guys. So, Father God, we just pray a blessing over every educator here, whether Sunday school, home school, public school, private school, educator of adults, Lord. We just pray a blessing over each and every one that they not only will be able to impart knowledge according to their profession, but, Lord, that they are gifted and equipped to create that social and emotional um, freedom and space for their students that they can create a safe space for their students, not just to learn, but to grow and to um, just feel um, blessed and safe and um, nurtured and loved. Lord, um, you have created um, just a calling on educators, not just to be with you, but uh, it's not just a job, but it's a way to just impart you to others. And we just thank you for our educators, and we just bless them and send them as they go out into this school year. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, now we're going to do workers and caregivers. And I actually would love for a kid to pray, um, if you would be willing or you feel like. But workers and caregivers, could you stand? Uh, so this is just you work, or you go to a job, or you um, volunteer and um, I know there will be, if you are retired, but you have like things you do purposefully, I would include you here. <laughs> so don't be hung up on the categories, but if you want the, kid, the kids to pray for you, great. All right, and then is there anyone who's like one of the kids who would be willing to pray for our workers and caregivers after we bless them, to send them in the name of Jesus to their workplaces? I'm just going to volunteer River then. Sorry. He comes trained. Here you go. Just after everyone prays, okay? pray that as you, you, everybody here is called to Jesus. We're called to Jesus first, but the whole point of being called to Jesus is that then after that, you're sent. And I just, I just pray that you would 
send send all of these workers out they they support they support other people and that you would help them do what they do best and that you would bring them you would bring them the ability to do their job however hard or e easy it could be and i just i just pray that you would help them help them go and just support the people that they're working for their families support the people that their work helps just support and lord i just i just want to take this moment to recognize how much these these workers do within our daily lives even if we barely notice it and they deserve a proper <laughs> They deserve a proper sending before they do. They go off to their jobs. Lord, I just pray that you would help them, help them to do their jobs well and to support our communities, to support their families. Lord, in your name, amen. Awesome, okay, and then do we have babies? We have one, any other babies here? Okay. Let's pray for our little babies. Eric is standing as, no, just kidding. He's coming up for the band. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope, sorry. Didn't know. Okay. Um, um, I just want to pray for our youngest, and I actually want to pray for the sentence for all, for anyone who just wants to have a fresh start in being called to Jesus, not called to your job, not burdened by what is my calling, just a fresh sense of purpose um, given to you, and we're going to actually pray for you with our baby. So if that's you, and you're just like, come on, community, bless me for that. I want a fresh start in that. Would you just stand? Like, you've just always struggled with, like, what's my purpose? What's my calling? And we want to, like, bless you for that. Is there anyone who that would be for? Awesome. Anyone else? Yes, what's my purpose? What's my calling? And you just, you want to be sent fresh from Jesus by us. Okay, we're going to pray for you. I know there's others of you. I wrestle with this like all week, and I have a pretty clear sense of what to do, but I've been wrestling with this in a fresh way in this season. So if you want to stand up while we're still praying, I'll let you. But um, we just bless our children and our community members, and we mutually bless each other. Bless you, Christine and Karen and Eden and Becky. Lord, we pray for our littlest ones. We pray, God, that you, they would, you'd give them a fresh sense of being called to you first. And like the little kids, they would be able to run to you and feel like, job well done. <laughs> I ran to you, and that was enough. And all the other things will work out because you will send them. You will fill them with your Holy Spirit. We bless you to be filled with a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, to be sent out on the daily and we free you in the name of Jesus. We cut off the lie that you, there's one thing to do to get it right. So we just free you from that. Um, as your community, we affirm that you've already done it in coming to Jesus. And we ask God that you would give them constant, intimate direction by the power of the Holy Spirit for the day in, day out, sending activities, this grocery line, that project, that volunteer opportunity, um, this job change, care for this person in this season. We bless them into the season they're in, and um, we send you as your community in Jesus' name. Amen.